Welcome to the Naked and Unashamed Life podcast. In this podcast, we aim to bridge the gap between sex, spirit, mind, emotions, body, and relationships. We explore the intersections of sex, gender, spirituality, body image, relationships, embodiment, trauma, living a sexually authentic life, and more. This podcast is for you if you are sexually curious, if you want to deconstruct your beliefs around sex and embrace your full sexual, erotic, and human potential, and you want to create a sex and love life that lights you up from the inside. I'm Lucy Rowett, certified sex coach and sexologist who is passionate and gives a fuck about helping women and people with vulvas let go of sexual shame and hang-ups and embrace pleasure to create the passionate relationships they've always desired. I'm a former good girl and teacher's pet, neurodivergent and eccentric. I grew up in the church, was fully immersed in purity culture and had years of chronic illness. I had to go through my own path of recovery, sexual healing and befriending my body. I believe that your sexuality is yours first that it's a sacred and essential part of you, and that the path to healing starts by befriending your body. This podcast is full of swear words with explicit references, so listen at your discretion or with your earbuds in. So I hope it delights your ears and stimulates your mind, and let's jump into today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to, I don't know if this is like going to be the first episode of the Naked and Unashamed Life podcast. Maybe it's the first one I'm officially recording. I don't know what order I will release it in, but whatever. Welcome to the Naked and Unashamed Life podcast with me, Lucy Rowett, certified sex coach and sexologist. So I have a topic I want to discuss today. And know that all of the topics I discuss are topics that are either A, close to my heart, the topics that come up so much with my client sessions and with people I talk to, C, topics I'm passionate about, D, for I don't know if I was doing letters or word or numbers, but I are topics I think are really pertinent to you as a listener and viewer. So this, today I'm going to be talking about what to do when your partner rejects you in bed. And I'm saying rejects with like um, quote marks. So for people just listening to the audio, I'm using quote marks, rejects you in bed when your partner turns you down, when your partner says no. And I'm talking about this because even though I am, I'm aware that I'm talking mainly as most of my clients, all of my clients, in fact, are women, femmes, vulva havers, and many of them are in heterosexual relationships. But I really hope that anybody of any gender can take gems from this, especially as there's so many stories of how when women and vulva havers are dating it's often not safe to reject a man or to say no because sometimes it can turn really ugly but now I want to speak into the experience of when you're in bed with someone your partner your beloved and maybe it's taken you a lot of courage to ask them for something maybe you've been doing work with me or doing doing this like sexual liberation work and you've finally been like I want to try this or you initiate or you're like yeah I feel horny I want to do this let's do this and then they they say no or they're like no not not tonight or whatever and I want to talk about what you really need to be doing because 
whenever I talk to my clients about this, whenever I've talked to people I know, but people that I have conversations with, and also this has happened to me too, come on, rejection, like perceived rejection, it hurts. And often what happens is when you feel rejected or when you get turned down, often what happens is you kind of go into a bit of a huff where you get really pissed off. Maybe you show it, maybe you don't. Maybe you just smile and say, fine. Or maybe it really gets to you. And I don't want to ever ask you to invalidate those feelings of hurt. Let's talk about rejection in general, first of all. Let me just move myself as I'm recording this I'm still getting over a cough so you may hear coughs as I'm coughing into my microphone and you'll probably also hear um slight creaks because I'm on a I guess it's a fake leather chair and it's a swivel chair and I tend to move around a lot when I'm talking and that will inevitably mean you're going to be hearing creaks or whatever so if you hear like a that noise it's me adjusting myself anyway Let's talk about rejection, because when your partner says no to you in bed, it's very rarely about the thing that they have said no to, because rejection in general, whether real or perceived, it hurts. And let's be really honest about this. Maybe you're somebody who is particularly sensitive to rejection. We know that with people with ADHD, with neurodivergence, there's this thing called rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Like personally, I absolutely rejection sensitivity dysphoria. And when your partner rejects you, quote unquote, in bed, when they turn you down, it can trigger a lot of those feelings. And I want to be real with you in that it's not about, in all of the advice or guidance I'm giving in this episode, it is not about overriding how you feel and pretending everything is fine. It's can you get this balance of really honoring how you feel and honoring what your needs are? Because what happens when your partner turns you down? Maybe think about that. Maybe journal it. What what happened? What happened the last time your partner turned you down or said no? How did you feel? How did you react? How did you react the next day? How long did it take? for that reaction to keep playing out and maybe to fizzle out. Maybe it was something where you maybe swallowed it in the moment, but then you still felt really hurt and pissed off. And a few days later, you triggered a really pointless fight because of it. Maybe you gave him the cold shoulder. Maybe all sorts of things. And by the way, um, I really invite you to be gentle with yourself about this because it does not matter how mature you are it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter how much therapy you've had how much coaching you have how mature you think you are how much development does not fucking matter when our sore points get hit and by that when something triggers a really sore wound we can all act like petty children and maybe thinking back now you feel a bit ashamed of yourself that you acted and reacted in the way that you did Maybe you turned into a right stroppy cow. I invite you to be really compassionate with yourself about this. Um, Intimate relationships. And by that, I mean people we're in like romantic relationships with, sexual relationships with, they're incredibly vulnerable. The stakes are so high. 
And often the stakes are much higher than with just a casual hookup or with like any other friendship you have. And I'm going to circle back to that in a moment. But first, think about how did you, how did you react? Was it the reaction that you feel proud of? Did it kind of make your relationship stronger or did it do something else? So rejection, perceived rejection hurts. And I don't want you to try and override that. But I'm going to tell you a story now about what you can start doing when your partner says no, when your partner turns you down in bed, and maybe start to embody this in the rest of your life when your partner sets a boundary with you, when your partner says they can't do something, or somebody else sets a boundary with you. I'm going to take a sip of water while I tell this story. So the first ever conscious sexuality retreat I went to and various other retreats, workshops I've been to around Tantra, conscious sexuality and a lot. All of the ones that I have been to and many of my colleagues and my friends, they will often start with this really awesome boundaries exercise called Yes, No, Maybe. And the point of this exercise is for everyone to get a real felt sense of their own boundaries and have them met in real time. So in the game of yes, no, maybe, you either are in pairs or in threes. You have one person who's receiving and the other person or the other two people are giving. And the person who's receiving, they're receiving different kinds of touch on their body. And depending on the intention of the workshop, maybe uh, the, the givers can be giving much more intense touch or if it's a workshop that's maybe more for beginners, it's it's not going so hard. And the point is, is the givers are giving, are touching the receiver on different parts of their body. And on the video, I'm now demonstrating this on my body. And when the receiver, when they really like something, they're saying, yes, yes, yes. And when something isn't sure when they're not sure about something when it feels too intense or when it feels too hard or just doesn't feel as good but they're not sure they say maybe and the point the role of the givers is to pause what they're doing so just pause stop with their hands and then the receiver will either if they like it they'll say yes or they will say no and when you say no which means you're that you're being touched in a way that just does not feel good. It's whatever, maybe it hurts. It just doesn't feel good. The givers then have to stop, take their hands away and say, thank you. Or like, thank you for your boundaries, but thank you. So the point of this exercise has got quite a few parts. First of all, it's to give you, because by the way, everyone takes it in turns to be the giver and receiver. The point is that you get a real-time felt sense of what it's like to have your boundaries change. Because maybe yesterday you really liked hard thudding on your chest. But today you're feeling more sensitive and it doesn't feel as good. Or maybe the person giving it, you're just not vibing with them. And knowing that right now this is a no. Because when we think of consent, we think uh, we often think of it as this like blanket thing. Of like it's either yes or no and that's it or like when we think of like the, the things we're into sexually we can often get really like sometimes it can become a thing where I'm into spanking 
I'm into anal play. I'm not into anal play. I like this. I don't like that. When actually it can really depend on the day. If you're a woman or you have a menstrual cycle, the time of the month, just how you feel on the day, the part you're, the, who, are, who you're with, it can depend on so many factors. So it gives you that sense. Number two, which is kind of the point of this podcast, and what I want invite you to do when your partner turns you down in bed, is that when you say no to something that doesn't feel good, your givers take, they stop and they say, thank you. They're thanking you for honoring your boundaries and expressing them. What would that be like, first of all? How would that feel for you to thank your partner when they say no to you in bed, when they turn you down? Maybe you're not feeling it in the moment. Maybe you're really pissed off. But maybe what would it be like to have this intention or this energy of, you know what? They just set a boundary with me. They don't have capacity right now. And actually what they gave me was a gift. It, if I go back to the yes, no, maybe exercise, and then think about your own life. How many times in your own life have people not listened to your boundaries? People not respected your wishes? I'm sure you could list off hundreds of them. If you are a woman or socialized as female, and or you're a different ethnic minority or you're basically not cisgendered and white. How many times have you had people being completely inappropriate with you? Saying things that are absolutely not okay. You know, we, we know that for women and those socialized as female, the amount of unwanted touch that we receive in different scenarios is absolutely insane. If you are trans, if you're non-binary, the amount of horrible, unsolicited comments, the places where you don't feel safe. None of us come from a consensual culture. The whole idea of consent, I don't know how, I have no idea how modern it is. And, you know, there's this whole wave of, you, know, you have gentle parenting or these new, I don't know if they're new, whatever, different parenting styles where it's basically um, parenting in a way where you're honoring your kids' boundaries. And I'm not saying this is perfect either. And I know there's a whole thing of like people who get pissed off at gentle parenting because it's like, yeah, I'm just pissed off with my kid. I also don't want you to take this as an, ex uh, as an opportunity to blame your parents, to blame and this awful, horrible world we come from. Our parents were doing the best that they could with the resources that they had at the time. And I also don't want us to get into this place of trying to be 100% consensual all the time because life is messy. Relationships are messy. We can have the best of intentions and we still fuck up. We're not coming to it from this angle. It's just this awareness of how many times, how often have you had your boundaries crossed? And then how often do you override your own boundaries by being a people pleaser, by smiling and saying, yeah, Fuck you. <laughs> because if you're anything like the women and femmes that I work with, and probably, actually, I know this affects every gender, this whole thing of being a good person where you're martyring yourself and you're going out of your way to be so helpful. And there's absolutely an, a place for that, but to the point where you completely override your own needs. 
had a oh my throat. <laughs> I had a client who, when she was exploring this, she realized that one of the reasons that she got really pissed off at her her partner when he would say no was that she realized that it's because I'm not doing the same. Can you resonate with that? So coming back to you're in bed, your partner's just turned you down. The whole point of thanking them is to realize that their quote unquote rejection of you is not actually anything to do with you. When you're setting a boundary with someone, it is because you do not have that capacity at the moment. I mean, like, okay, if you're in a place where you're receiving unwanted touch, then fuck off. This is definitely about you. But in bed with your partner, often when somebody says no to something, it is very often nothing to do with how they feel about you, how much they love you, how attractive they find you, whatever. It's they do not have that capacity in the moment, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, all of it, whatever. So like another example of this is, not example of this, another way to reframe this, when somebody says no to you, they are being honest with you and they're being vulnerable and they're being authentic with you. Isn't this what you want your relationship or marriage to be like honesty, authenticity, vulnerability. When somebody says no to you in whatever capacity, they're actually giving you a gift because they're being honest with you. So like another example of this is if you ask somebody out, okay, if somebody's ever asked you out on a date and you just, you weren't into them, you weren't, it just, you were not feeling it. And maybe you said, yeah, okay. And okay, again, I want to speak into this safety thing. Like for a lot of women and femmes, it's often, there is this real safety thing where sometimes it's, it's well-documented that sometimes when we reject a man, it can turn dangerous. So for now, I'm not talking about that situation, but maybe you've agreed to go on a date with someone where, you're just not feeling it. Do you think it's particularly respectful to the person you're on a date with? Or vice versa? Would you want somebody going on a date with you? They just didn't really want to, but they were going along with it because it was polite. I don't think you'd want that. And in the same way, how would it feel if your partner did the thing that you wanted, but you could tell they weren't into it. Does that feel good for you? Like, come on, how many times have you received head from someone who just did not like giving head? It's not enjoyable head for anybody. And this speaks into a wider thing of, you could say entitlement. Well, you could say entitlement, but it speaks into our wider things of, you know what? Sometimes people don't want to do things and we need to honor and respect that. And so I've talked about why when your partner says no or turns you down, that you thank them or at least say something along the lines of, okay, 
I, I respect that. I understand this isn't available for you right now. Then start to get curious. Maybe you could ask them in the moment. Or maybe if you are having a really strong reaction, ask them at a time when you've simmered down. And that is, is that with you not wanting to do this? Was that an absolute hard no, never, ever, ever? Or was that a not right now? Because again, a no doesn't always mean a no, never, ever, piss off. Get clearer about what that no was. And I'm going to say this final thing, and I should have put this right at the beginning, but even though this is the maybe the third part, I want you to take this as maybe the first part. I did speak into this as well. And that is when your partner says no, when they turn you down, when they quote unquote reject you, I want you to get really curious about what you are perceiving in that situation. What are you telling yourself about that situation? First of all, what are you telling yourself about what they are telling you? What are you telling yourself about what they are thinking about you? What are you making it mean? Because when somebody turns you down and it triggers a really strong emotional reaction within you, that ain't about them saying no to oral sex in the moment. That is about something bigger. And as I kept saying, rejection hurts. I don't, I don't think any, I don't, I don't know how easy it is to, to get over because people say, no, it can really hurt. And what was I going to say? First of all, it's an invitation for you to start to take ownership of this really sore spot, this wound. Because your partner saying no to you and it really hurting is probably reminding you of something that's happened years ago. Maybe when you were a child, maybe by a really horrible ex. I really invite you to, maybe not in bed in that moment, but at another time, you can journal, you can talk to a therapist or a coach about it, whatever. Start to get curious about what you're making this mean. What core wound is this bringing up? What are you telling yourself? Because usually you're probably telling yourself, they hate me, they think I'm ugly, they don't love me anymore. I must be a terrible, awful, wrong, ugly, horrible person. I'm bad. Basically, they're bad or I'm. Um, and if you start to get really, if you start to look deeper under than that, there could be a real deep wound there, fear of abandonment, fear of being left alone. I want slash invite you to get really curious about that. And especially in sex, like sex is vulnerable. You're literally like naked, like clothes off and metaphorically. Sex, having sex is incredibly vulnerable. It's like you're a, a hedgehog rolling over and exposing your soft belly. Give yourself compassion with this. And I really, I don't say invite, I want you to take ownership of that trigger, this deep emotional trigger. What does it mean? What are you making it mean? And maybe circling back to what I was saying right at the beginning, also having this dual awareness that this hurts. Um, this is why I love the concept of doing like um, reparenting yourself, taking care of your inner child, taking real taking 
shifting the real tender care of how much that hurts. Because then you're taking ownership of that hurting wound. And having this dual awareness that maybe this is something that is really important to you. So, for example, if them saying no to something has been a pattern where it's a sexual need that you really need, you really want, and you know this is important to you, and they keep saying no, I also, also, also want you to honor that this is a need that you have and start to discern, is this the hill you're going to die on? Whatever. Is this the thing that, how much does this matter to you? And I strongly, strongly suggest that in the moment when you're having a freak out, that is not the time to decide if that's the, the massive important thing. But if this has been a repeated pattern where they're continually saying no to something, then this is probably time for either you or both of you to get some help from a coach or a therapist. Because it could be that you're reaching an impasse in your relationship where for you there is a deep need that is not being met. And this, especially with the women involved with habits that I work with who are so used to smiling and squashing down all of your needs, I don't have needs, I'm fine. I really want you to own that this is a need that you have and stand by that need. You know, I guess the most common example is if you're with a man and he won't give you cunnilingus and he won't give you oral sex. And he's not willing to talk about why he doesn't want to give it. And maybe you've made loads of concessions. Maybe you've had a shower beforehand. Maybe you've shaved and he just won't. And this is something really important to you. Then this is something to start to get intentional and get serious about. This is why I'm a huge advocate for talking about sex outside of the bedroom in neutral settings. Maybe there's stuff going on for them that they need support with, especially if there's mental health stuff. So in this whole episode, there's a few things I want you to consider. First of all, thanking them for setting a boundary. Honoring that them setting a boundary is them telling them, telling you they're, this is their capacity. And seeing where else in your relationship you can honor their boundaries and capacities without trying to overpush. And then it's being aware of your own emotional reaction, reparenting yourself, doing that, really taking care of that wound, that this hurts, taking ownership of that. And then exploring with them, was that, was that a hard no? Or was that a not right now because oh, I was tired, I had a stressful day, we just had a fight, whatever. And then finally, finding that discernment how much does this matter to you? Is this something that you really need? So, mm, water. I hope this has given you a lot of food for thought here. And I want to, I want to, what's it? Reiterate, Pete, whatever. It does not matter how old you are, how much experience you have, how long you've been together, how long you've been married how much therapy and coaching you've had, how much personal development you've done, how spiritual you are, how many spiritual courses you've done. We are all capable of acting like absolute dickheads in relationships with the people that we love most because that's being human. Try and give yourself some grace and compassion and 
your partner's embrace and compassion when they sometimes. And really take ownership of this reactivity, of this trigger. And maybe take it as permission for you to start saying no to more things in your life as well. This is huge essence since a big part of the work that I do with women involved with habits, either one-to-one or in the shameless women immersion, where we often get, we have to get back to the foundations, especially if you are somebody who is a people pleaser, who has been denying all of your wants and needs for so long and just goes along with sex with a smile on your face and fakes the orgasm to the point where actually it doesn't feel good. We need to get back to foundations. What actually feels good to you and what doesn't feel good? How does your body tell you yes? How does your body tell you no? How can you start to actually honor those boundaries? Well, often when I've worked with clients before, they've actually, like I had one client where it ended up where she went on a lot less dates because she realized that actually, you know what? Um, I'm not feeling this person. You may find that as you do this work, maybe you have less sex, maybe you have more sex, maybe you go on more dates or less dates, because it helps you to start get really honest with yourself. What actually feels good? What doesn't feel good? And then feeling more confident saying no to what you don't want and yes to more of what you do want in bed. So I hope you will join us for the Shameless Women Immersion. Um, any details do let me know I've got I'll put the link in the show notes and uh, anything else I was going to say do reach out to me I'd love to hear your thoughts your comments I'll put all of my links in the show notes and I'm going to end this take exquisite loving tender care of yourselves and each other thanks for listening to today's episode Can you do me a huge favor? I would be so grateful if you could rate and review this podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, and any other platform I post this podcast to. It helps more people listen to it and it helps spread the word. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode or any of the other episodes, I would be so grateful if you shared it with someone who you think would really enjoy it and benefit from it. Want to stay in touch on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Lucy Lou Rowett, on TikTok at Lucy Rowett, and on Facebook and LinkedIn and probably other social media platforms too. And finally, don't forget to join my mailing list. If you sign up, you get a free PDF on how to confidently communicate in bed to avoid awkwardness and have what you really, really want. So it's in the link in my show notes. It's in the link in my bio in my Instagram. It's on my website. It's in loads of places. So do sign up because not only do you get me direct into your inbox, but because I talk about sex, I never know if I'm going to be banned from any social media platform. So let's stay in touch. And if you want to explore working together, you can contact me through my website or through the link in my show notes. Until then, here's to living a shameless, shame-free life full of pleasure on your own terms, in your body. Until next time.